Hi, and welcome to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. My name is Bill Moore. I am a food truck business coach and author of Food Truck 101, Beginner to Winner. This podcast is all about helping you start and grow your food truck business. All this week, I'm talking about franchising with Thane Martin. When it comes to franchising, you need more than a good idea. Today, we're going to talk about all the credibility your business will need to generate. Plus, you're going to have to have certified financial statements. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. But I, I think in the food truck business, the biggest challenge people would have is having an accurate financial because I don't know many truckers that have a, an audited financial statement, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, and most food truck guys, they're not going to come up and go, oh, I got to write $10,000 to an account just to certify my books. Yeah, that's right. And you better have every dollar that you've made in that franchise, not scraping anything off the top because you just shot yourself in the foot if you did. Yep. Because at some point, you're going to want to do something. You're going to want to go to bank and borrow money to grow your business. And the first thing they're going to say is show me your show me your PL. Well, they're not going to take cash deposits in your personal bank account as income, right? So they 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 hurt themselves in the long run, in my opinion. You're exactly right. But one thing they don't realize is part of what they they will do when they're keeping that set of books is they'll put the full amount of their food inventory as you know expenses. And anybody that's going to do any kind of an audit can forensically audit. Why are you buying fifty thousand dollars worth of food and only making seventy five dollars seventy five dollars uh-huh, right. sales? Yeah, exactly. They will figure it out. Yeah. And right, I gotta make this thing profitable the right way. I wanna report my sales, you know, and then my goal, Bill, I do wanna franchise my business eventually. I've got a pretty good business plan. I know what I'm doing, but I but I also know that I will not do it early. Right. I've 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 seen that happen with businesses, right? Or a fr- like I know a franchisor that made some mistakes where they had a franchise and it was a very, very popular franchise and the franchise took off, right? It was a cookie company. Mm-hmm. The franchise took off and they basically sold the rights to the U.S. and then realized that, that if they would have gone slower and rolled it out by region, by the time they got to the other parts of the country, they could have doubled their fee that they could have charged. But at this point, they've already sold the country. Right. And they can't they can't go back now and say, oh, well, I want to sell this. Well, no, because I legally own that state. Mm -hmm. So you can't take it away from me, even though the market says that should be a fifty thousand dollar franchise fee. You already sold it for twenty five. Good luck. Right. So that's the uh, that's another mistake. Some some people make in franchising the business. They get greedy and they get everybody signed up and then realize that they could have got more money if they had been more logical in the plan that they used to roll it out. Right. But it's the professional part of franchising a business is expensive. And that's what most people don't realize. You've got to have CPAs and those those franchise attorneys there. You know, I remember the dude that we were using. He was like 400 bucks an hour, Mm -hmm. 400 bucks an hour. I just sit there and and type on a computer, you know, and he was mostly cutting and pasting. You know what I mean? But it's just. And most, you know, mom and pa food truckers, they, they got no idea that you've got to pay people 400 bucks an hour to write something and you can't write it yourself. Right. There's no way, you know, and each state you, you could, it's like, you know, each state makes it again, they flex their muscle. 
So like, I remember we, we got our first registration. We're like, okay, great. Like we're good. We can go sell in all these States. And then we realized that we had to go do the fight, the same, almost like the same battle with the feds at the state level. Right. And, and, and that alone could take just as much money to get your franchise approved in the state of California. Like it's the worst place to franchise oh, yeah. in. Right. I mean, cause they got so many laws and regulations. And so, and then, and then you find out that you can sell your franchise in every state but California because your business model is not something that the state of California is going to approve. So now what have you done? You isolated yourself in the biggest franchise market in the country. So you almost have to write your franchise circular for the registration states, you see, and then you work backwards, right? It's, it's, it's kind of, but it's harder because you're going to spend more money getting it into California. You know, Texas is a big franchise state and they're a one-time registration, right? So you, they're like, I think they, the first time you do it, you have to do it with them, but you don't have to file all the quarterlies, right? Because yeah. as a franchisor, you got to file quarterlies and all this kind of stuff with the FTC. It's very regulatory. And every one of those quarterlies yeah. costs money to produce. Abs- absolutely. Yep. It's absolutely. not like a one-time fee and you're one and done. You are, you are paying money all the time. Constantly. And, and the business that I was involved in when we franchised it, they just made the mistakes of, of again, they franchised too early. Um, they didn't have credibility. They probably sold a total of maybe 25 total franchises before they started running out of money. And you know what sucked it up? Legal fees. Yeah. Legal fees. And it, they just had no idea how expensive it was. Because even though even though you, you're done with your offering circular, you know, it, it just to continue, right? There's laws being passed. So you're constantly having to review it. And it, it just is very, very costly. Right. And then who makes all the money? The attorneys and the CPAs. And then if you're lucky, you get some money back. You know what I mean? It all looks wonderful when you say I own a franchise business or I franchise my business. But it's it's more of the ego talking there. You know what I mean? A smart businessman is going to think twice about whether he wants to do that. You know what I mean? But it is an expansion you know, it's a, in a, it's an expansion market strategy, franchise, right? You can either grow them yourself. You know, my goal with my business is to get this truck going, create the brand, get the menu perfected, get my social following. And then I'm going to put it in a stick thick building. I know how I'm going to design it. I know what it's going to look like. And I can take that building and I can, and I could turn it into a franchise, but I'm not going to make the mistake of doing it early. You know what I mean? And most likely if I decide to be franchisor of my business, I would probably need to bring on an investor. You know, to make it, if, if you're going to do it, you better have a lot of money to get into yep. it. You know what I mean? Like, cause you, you're going to, you'll end up, you'll end up ruining your entire business, right? You can fail because you made the decision to franchise yep. and now you lost your cash cow, right? And I've seen that happen many times. A lot of owners that, that I work with, especially on the restaurant side, not so much on the food truck side, but on the restaurant side, when they've got a decent concept and, you know, somebody that's semi-wealthy comes in and sits down and eats and says, hey, this is awesome. I would love to buy one of these. You know, do you have a franchise or are you thinking about franchising? And their ego expands and they're thinking, oh, I can franchise. And, and like you said, you can't do it too early. You've got to make sure yeah. one restaurant ain't going to work. You've got to no. you got to prove it'll work in different locations and in yep. cities. Yep. And you also need time to really prove all of the operations and the things that you're going to need. 
You know what I mean? And and I and that's that's the thing that you only get with time and experience. Yep. You know what I mean? It's like I opened this franchise and I was very successful for the first eight months, but then my sales started dropping off. But I decided to franchise it early before my sales started dropping off. Right. And so now I've got a problem because I can't get close to the kind of numbers I originally got when I first opened up and I haven't right. owned the business long enough. Now I've really kind of shot myself in the foot because I can't really, you know, and it's in the franchise business, it is all about credibility. Yep. right? It's about credibility. And you're selling to people, you know, why do you buy a franchise? You buy a franchise because you are not an entrepreneur. You don't have the necessary business skills to put all of this together um, or the patience, right? And so I just want to come to you and, you know, liquidate my 401k and I want to pay you the $250,000 or whatever to get this business going. But what do I get? I get a proven brand, you know what I mean? Because that's the other piece of the, the legal part of the business. I don't even talk about that. But for you to franchise, you're going to have to trademark everything, everything, right? And those trademarks get expensive, right? Mm-hmm. And then you got to think, okay, you know, like I'll, I'll give you an example. For me, I came up with a name for my business that was very, very unique. I took two words and added them together, right? So that I could get all, all, all of the social, one, right? And then secondly, you don't want to have a franchise name that somebody already has in another state, right? Because how many times have you seen a franchise that has to operate in another state under a different name? Mm -hmm. Because some little mom, pa already owns the name, right? So when you think about doing a national franchise, you really have to have something super, super unique, which is why in my case, I created a word, right? True Amigos is not a word, but it is now. And it's my word and you're not going to find it anywhere in the U.S., right? That's really hard to do today, to be able to do that, right? That's another challenge, you know? I always tell people like, uh, go to GoDaddy, man. Go to GoDaddy. Search your domain name. I guarantee you somebody's got it somewhere. If somebody's yep. got your domain name, they, they also own the trademark on that name in their state. So good luck. You're not going to be able to sell in that state, right? And then you got to look at, you know, because you do, you run into, you know, uh, trademark infringement and, you know, your logo looks like my logo, you know, and then it's crazy. It's crazy. And then you're getting sued. Now you're really talking legal bills, right? Yep. Or like you said, you're a franchisor and you're getting sued by your franchisees because the money's not there. Yep. You're not making the kind of money that you thought, you know, and then the next thing you know, they dig up an email where one of your stupid salesperson said you can make a quarter million dollars a year and he put it in an email. Okay, mm-hmm. that's a violation. Now you're going to get fined. That's a $10,000 fine for that one email. How many of those emails did you said that salesperson sent? Yep. 10. Okay, so now we're up to $100,000 in fines and penalties because you're a loose lip salesperson disclosed and said things that were not valid, right? To get the franchise sold. And now you're getting sued over that right? And everybody wins, which is an attorney or a professional, and you lose. Thank you guys so much for listening to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. If you're finding all the information helpful in your food truck business, please consider becoming a monthly supporter of the podcast. Just hit the support button or follow the link in the description. Every little bit does help keep us going. If you guys need a business coach to help you reach your food truck's full potential, just check out all my affordable services. There's a link in the description for that as well. Again, thank you guys so much for listening. Come back again tomorrow because you know I've got plenty more to say when it comes to helping you and your food truck business.